22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Oh, look who came back to the Cap Cave. Well, we're glad we're glad you're here. We're glad to see you. We hope those in the States had a great holiday weekend if you're from the United States. And if you're not from the United States, hope you guys are all well. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 93. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and joining us, as always, is the man, well, the man, that's what the cue card says, so I'm not going to fight it, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Afterlife? If I thought I had to live another life, I'd kill myself right now. <laughs> Waiting patiently on that. <laughs> and always with us is the other guy, you know, the guy who could cut off my mic any second. Now that's why I'm grateful. <laughs> RT Square, Ralph the Tech. That's right. I have the power. You better recognize. Oh, here we go. Look at you. <laughs> Whatever. All right. <laughs> and in the guest chair. No, it's not. It's not Big Kev. So relax. <laughs> it's someone actually who um, disappeared for a while, uh, you know, going on tour, but now has returned. Hopefully, if he does a Joker impersonation, he won't blow out our mic like he did the last time. Please give it up for the one and only Jazz. Thank you so much. I'm back. Uh, I was gone for a while, but somebody paid the ransom finally. Uh, <laughs> I'm out of Mike's basement, uh, so I'm here joining you, but I was... Yeah. It's a bit collective thoughts. It was so hard to get that fifty cents together. It was. You, you, had, you, had, you had me rooming. You had me rooming with a gorilla. You were training to like take, take over the world. It happens. Yeah. Mike and Grodd. That, 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 that seems kind of you know unique. Even though I thought Which Mike, is the name of my new sitcom that I'm currently producing. Mike and Grodd. Mike and Grodd. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Well, we're glad to have you here, man. So <clears throat> today, actually, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about Doctor Strange, and believe it or not. I wasn't really excited about seeing this movie, but we'll talk about the review about that. But first, um, Mike's sitting on the other side of the table, eagerly waiting to share shit. No, not actual shit, like talking shit. Um, yeah, we made it into a segment. We call it the Quick News. Ooh. And now, the Quick News with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. I was actually just eagerly awaiting you to shut the hell up. Oh. <laughs> but, but that's always, bro. Come on with something new, always. man. Always. It's me time. Yeah, me time. <laughs> Sounds like bathroom time. Me time. <laughs> well, not to be outdone by the start of the year, death raised its scythe in rapid succession in the last few days. I want to get this out of the way now. Uh, for the politically inclined listeners, Cuban revolutionary and alleged dictator Fidel Castro died on November 25th from undisclosed causes. He was 90. I thought he was... Dead Dead a long time ago. ago. Yeah, I, I, I thought, thought he died weak. like 40 years ago. I thought they were weakening and burning his ass. Yeah. Did you say alleged dictator? Uh, dictation. Uh, being a dictator is a point of view. So oh, alleged. True. Right. <laughs> not, not, not true. True. You make a valid point, sir. Yeah. Um, also, Ron Glass, best known for playing the well-read detective Ron Harris on Barney Miller, then several years later as Shepard Daryl Book in science fiction franchise Firefly and Serenity, he died on November 25th in Los Angeles. The Evansville, Indiana native and practicing Buddhist passed late in the night from respiratory failure. Glass was 71. Wow. And Glass looked, um, I mean, he just started looking really, really old recently when I've yeah. seen him, but for a while he looked ageless. He was yeah. like 40, 50 solid yeah. for like a long time, so... I mean, yeah. you know, but, but huge bucket of win. Yeah. And uh, finally, Florence Henderson, the TV mom uh, of a bygone time, passed away on November 24th in Los Angeles. Henderson was best known as Carol Brady, the matriarch of the Brady Bunch TV series that ran from 1969 to 1974. She was beloved by a generation and even by surviving cast members. Although Henderson grew up poor in Dale, Indiana, with an alcoholic father, and uh, after her mother abandoned them when she was 12 years old, she was known as kind and humble throughout her career. 
When asked by reporters if Henderson was really that nice giving and maternal, Barry Williams, who portrayed eldest son Greg Brady, said, quote, yes, she took what she did very, very seriously. She was very gracious, always. She was an inspiration with how to conduct yourself in public as a famous person. She was so kind and would always take time. I want to remind people that, and there are many of us that will miss her, that she was a genuine person, end quote. Florence Henderson died of heart failure. She was 82. I had something to say about that, but I mean, not that it's in bad taste, but I was just thinking like, how many people had crushes on, not in, at this table, but in general, how many people had crushes on the, the the matriarch of the Brady family growing up during that time? I remember hearing people did, so. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's funny because back then wasn't the time of the internet where you, people shared those thoughts openly. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you didn't really hear about that. Why stuff. are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> well, because me and you are sharing, I'm not going to get to glance over your eyes. <laughs> Awkward not. <laughs> if this was a video podcast, you would see the Cap and Jazz just staring into each other's eyes lovingly. I would just have a heart-shaped filter around them. <laughs> we're, we're like Archie and Betty with, with that um, with passion, that milkshake. The passion grew to be too much. <laughs> well, one thing I will Between say... Between the guest and the co-host. <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon? Well, no, coming, not, not coming for a while. Or coming too quick. Either way, I don't know how you say it. Before Mike goes, one thing I want to say is... Um, it's funny that you talk about Florence Henderson. I was watching last night. Has anybody seen um, the Mike Tyson um, stand-up um, one-man show that Mike, he did? Mike Tyson. Mike, Mike Tyson, Tyson has a stand No, I have He not had seen a one-man show that... that um, I've seen Spike- his cartoon, but that's about the, it. No, no, no. Mike, was, it's was actually it a one-time show that... It was, was a... It was a uh, well, it was a thing they did on HBO where... He, he was, was fighting talking- the letter S. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> but all jokes aside, Mike Tyson talks about how he went to jail, you know, um, when he was charged for rape and... He was like, you know, he's saying, look, I didn't do it, but all these people came to see me. And Florence Henderson was one of the people that came to see him. Oh, wow. Like, he was saying all these people, like, some of the people were like, okay, well, hello, cool, J, yeah, fine. Did she shank him? That... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. He said he, he didn't even get to go see her. And he goes, I felt bad because Florence Henderson seemed so nice and she was, she went out of her way to come see me. Wow. And here I am in shackles with like my, my hands down by my crotch, like, like, like leaning over like a slave and stuff. And I'm going to meet the mom of the Brady Bunch. So she I was decided. like, finally, a nigger in chains. <laughs> Even Kingpin was happy to see her. <laughs> but to hear Florence Henderson would do that, and he's like, look, yeah. I didn't even really know her like that. And, you know, I eventually like called her later on. But I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then yeah he, supposedly she is. She was really a genuine person. You know? Yeah, well, sorry to hear that, that, that yeah. she left. But, I mean, we have plenty of, we have five seasons of shows yeah. to kind of watch her in, oh, yeah. in all the glory. What else you got there, Mike? Uh, now, well, now that you got all the deaths out the way. Well, the news of this death are greatly exaggerated. Uh, For more than a month, it has been reported that Marvel's IMAX series, The Inhumans, would be replacing the Marvel Studios film. But the word now is that the movie will go on as planned and coexist with the eight-part Inhumans TV series. Uh, Equally interesting, the series is not going to be a spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which introduced the race to television audiences and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel TV's Inhumans will debut on September 4th, 2017, with the first uh, two episodes airing back-to-back in IMAX theaters for two weeks. Why? Because IMAX is fully funding these episodes, which reportedly has fight scenes staged on the moon. Wow. Yeah. All episodes will show on ABC afterwards, several of which were shot with IMAX cameras. Oh, wow. Okay. I I wonder what what their investment was. So when I watch it in my house, do I have to have an IMAX projector and a screen to watch it? If you have a house big enough for that, sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
I let me just call my butler so you can set everything up. <laughs> your brother is not your butler. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've, you. I've, I've seen Mike's new apartment, and there's enough there's enough room for, <laughs> for the projector. I wish. <laughs> well, maybe that's what he's training his gorilla for his, to be a butler. No, I'm talking about the movie theater that Mike has recently <laughs> moved into. So. <laughs> the movie theater. Oh, movie yeah, theater. It's updated Kips now. Bay, they yeah. updated it. I know. My my mother talked to me like don't like, give away the location. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's gonna go there. Now our top fun. secret movie watching location. Yeah, I love in Kips Bay. Even more now. <laughs> Mom was telling me. How they upgraded. She goes, "Oh my goodness, have you heard about this theater?" And then she's telling me, "I'm like, yes, I go there all the time with Mike and Ralph and the guys." When did she go there? She went there. Whatever uh, you're I, not. <laughs> I know, evidently. She went there. I think like like last week to, to see a movie, and I'm like, "So what? Well, what about Kim's Bay?" She's like, "Yeah, they upgraded." I'm like, "They did," but then I remember our conversation right. at the gym. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." So. Yeah. So she was in my neighborhood and didn't bring me any rice pudding. <laughs> oh, uh, Santa Claus is giving you coal this year, Mike. <laughs> Mrs. Cap, you're never gonna get that rice pudding. Yeah, never. Mama Cap, not Mrs. Cap. Mrs. Oh. Cap is my wife. I was about to say, Mrs. Cap, mom. <laughs> it's, it's like the cake. The cake is a lie. Ah, oh, that's photo reference. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Mike, continue before he comes out with another yeah. reference, please. From French comic series to popular 2013 film, Snowpiercer is now chugging its way to the small screen. Snowpiercer? Yep. Uh, TNT has ordered a pilot based on the series by Jacques Loeb, Benjamin Legrand, and oh, Jean-Marc so... Rocher. Uh, Josh Friedman and producer creator of Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, has been hired as a showrunner. Snowpiercer is, um, I don't know if you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably with Chris Evans. It's been, it's a good it's movie. on Netflix now. I mean, it's not it, a Netflix original, but it's, it's good. very popular. It is a great movie. I have not it's, seen it yet, but I've heard uh, nothing but good things about Chris it. Chris Evans, uh, Tilda Swinton, and um, Tilda. Uh, who's the old British guy that's in everything? Like John Hurt or something like that? It could be John Hurt. I mean, he's uh, an old British guy. And, um, sure. Jamie, the old uh, British guy, wow. And uh, Jamie Bell. Um, uh, it was a, it's a little indie, uh, indie film, um, and it, it, as you said, it was on Netflix. Watch it; it's really, really good. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it's it. I just really haven't sat I'm down to do it. I'm curious to see how they're gonna put it into a, a TV series. Yeah, I think. In, I think they said they want to explore more of it was the John intricacies Her. of it. Was but, okay, thank yeah. you. But yeah, having not seen it, I don't know what it is that they're trying to explore more of and whatnot. I'm and. Because I mean, because I've seen the movie. There's Ed only Harris is there, in and, and, yeah, oh, Harris, Ed Harris is a great is, actor. Uh, and like, there's only um, a few things that they can do with the, the TV series as far as uh, time periods and what's going to happen and events and where okay. it's going to go. But it's really cool because uh, you hear a lot of sort of the backstory in that movie about the like sort of that world and how things came to be and how it led to the events that the movie's currently taking oh, place. Okay. okay. So a lot of really interesting stuff. In it. Nice. I don't but, think you're going to see any of the characters in the movie. I don't think just because i don't know how they would fit but yeah, again anything's anything yeah. possible i mean it's based so. off of a, of a comic book so who knows what the comic book had in it versus you know the, the movie the well, premise of the movie is a train that circumnavigates the globe right and look at you with your sat word circumnavigates i know big words to you he's been hooked yeah. on phonics for a really long time <laughs> yeah, right. i thought he was gonna say circumcised but he went on <laughs> snip snip oh my god and so you have a whole society on the train where further up is like you it's know class divided yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So all the way in the back you got your peasants and then first class in the front nice i'm game Fuck right. it. well i gotta catch up on other things but i'll check it out and because yeah. it's uh it's um humans started to fight climate change and global warming but it, yeah. they did it so much that it went in the opposite direction so the earth is completely frozen over and like yep. the train it, it powered it's it, I, I don't they don't explain how but it works off the snow and it just it's continuously always 
running. circumnavigating Ralph. Thank yeah. you. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the entire Earth. You're welcome. Very cool. What is it? The Pee Wee Herman word of the day? Circumnavigating. Ah! He said it. He said it. Oh ah! my God. <laughs> All right, Mike. What else you got? All right. The remake of The Crow has been in development hell for ages, and now has lost its studio, Relativity Media, which is having its own issues. But do not despair, you emo hoes. Davis Films, Highland Film Group, and Electric Shadow have banded together and acquired the movie rights to the franchise. The film has been retitled The Crow Reborn and has enlisted the primary producer of the original 1994 film, Edward R. Pressman, to produce this version. No release date has been proposed, but The Crow Reborn is scheduled to begin filming in 2017. I, it's funny because when I was younger, you know when you watch shows and you had a better memory about it and then you see it again and you're mm-hmm. like... Why did I really like this? The Crow feels that way for me. I still love The Crow yeah. visually. Yeah. Well, but I mean, The, the Crow, it was one like... of those where I'm like, yeah, it's great. Then I watched it again later. I'm like, eh, it's okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so are they going to, you know, just make sure that um, no one dies this time? Oh, hopefully not. I mean, there's there's, wow. there's no more Lee children, I think, involved. So, yeah. you know. The actual the actual if, subtitle is The Crow Reborn. Can we please make this goddamn movie? <laughs> <laughs> They've been in development hell for so long. They've had like... A, over a half dozen actors go through oh, the sure. lead, like Tom Hiddleston to Luke Evans to Jack O'Connell, uh, Jason Momoa. I think is the most recently Dude, one. Wonder Woman's and, been in development for more, almost twenty years, <laughs> and, and like they had a director line up with Momoa, the most recently, uh, yeah. the most recent actor to sign on. And with the changeover studios, they don't even know if they can keep that. Oh yeah, the director. So, and also when they, I think they plan on, uh, like I said, they plan on doing it in twenty seventeen. He's got to be still filming Justice League, I would imagine. So right, that's going to be questionable right or, there. Uh, or on the Aquaman movie, right? Yeah, there is that. It, it, yeah, it's a small project. He might not yeah, have heard yeah. of it. I mean, I just look at Jason Momoa and I'm like, he looks kind of big to be the crow. I've always seen the crow as very, a very lean character. Yeah, I think that's kind of, that's like the appeal, like the smaller person that. Can, yeah, you know, just... he's very lean. He's he's not very tall. He's about yeah. maybe a five seven, five eight. Well, you know what what it is? They figure that if uh, they mistake another fake gun with a real gun and he gets shot, he actually has a higher chance of surviving. Wow, that's dude, possible. you. you should, Fucked up. You're kidding me. Making fun of death. They have a bigger, they have a death. bigger chance of hitting their target. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to make sure all the all the, all the other people they cast in the movie are bigger than Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see you have to get the ratio right. Precious, stay by your phone. <laughs> oh wow! Where, where yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, where is it? No, wrong one. There we go. The clock. Ah, I figured that would end that. But, but, but she, anybody watch um, Empire? She's lost a lot of weight, so. I know. I heard she has lost weight, but I don't watch Empire. I don't know who found it though. Just because I'm black, I don't watch Empire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got there, Mike? All right, ladies, it's time to stand up and burn your over-the-shoulder boulder holders, because women finally get equal opportunity to be evil and underhanded in space. Fans of the original 1965 sci-fi family drama Lost in Space will fondly remember the late Jonathan Harris's wonderful performance as the greedy, snarky, murderous saboteur and probable pedophile Dr. Zachary Smith. Or they might remember Gary Oldman's more sinister take on the character in the 1998 movie of the same name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Netflix subscribers will have Parker Posey portraying the Robinson family's stowaway and nemesis in the upcoming reboot series. Uh, other cast members include Molly Parker and Toby Stevens as Maureen and John Robinson, with Maxwell Jenkins and Taylor R- Russell as their children, Will and Judy. The other daughter, Penny, and Major Don West have not been cast. Lost in Space will premiere on Netflix in 2018. How do you guys feel Ooh. about Lost in Space, um, the recent movie, not the original series, because only me and Mike were around for that. I wasn't uh, around for that. <laughs> I watched it in rerun. The, All right. the recent movie that came out in 1999? Well, it's the, mo- the most recent. That, that recent movie? Yeah, that most recent yes. movie. The one that's only 18 years recent. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. As opposed to the series. It's actually, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I liked it better watching it again 
than I did seeing it the first time in the theater, oddly enough. I think maybe I just got a chance to appreciate it more. I mean, yeah. it's not a great film, but I do like it. You know, well, I, Matt, Matt, Matt LeBlanc had yeah, played... He was um, Major West. Yeah, and that's kind of scary. I mean, he was fine. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong one way or the other. I mean, it was really cool to see uh, Billy Mooney come back uh, as the adult version, well, as the future version of the young self that he plays in the movie. That, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. What'd you guys, did you guys watch it on Lost in Space when it came out? Yeah, I saw it. Or, well, no, I didn't see it when it came out. I'm I'm sorry, sorry, like, you know, I saw it, saw it recently. I'm just so used <laughs> to saying movies coming out. Have you ever watched Lost in Space? Nope. It's okay. Like I said, it's not one that you have to run to see, but it's if it's on TV, nice Saturday afternoon, it's not a bad movie so to I guess watch. So you only have one, one space in your heart for space films, and that's Star Wars, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's no room for it. So, so there's no Star Trek room or... I mean, I've, I've seen that starting with the, the, the two. The, I haven't seen Star Trek Beyond, but starting at two thousand nine, the JJ Abrams rebooted. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, Beyond yet either. It's but pretty I do good. I want to see it. I do want to see it. I still, I still I it. I've heard of it. Like it's actually surprising because yeah. I, I actually I really like the two thousand nine Star Trek. I really, did. even though like it sort of went. I'm getting completely off topic, of course. Yes, you are. Yeah, so especially I'm, for news. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed, even though like a lot of hardcore Trekkies didn't really like it, I enjoyed it a lot. Wasn't a huge fan of um, Into Darkness. Um, so into fans. What yeah. you didn't like the? Gone! No, oh. no, no, I didn't. Because <laughs> right, even, I, I, even I can tell that was a ripoff of the Rathacon. So. Yeah, I just well, wanted to put it out there. Well, they that... flipped it because it was. Um, yes, I, I stopped know. spoiling it. All right, stop spoiling, spoiling it. it came out. <laughs> If you haven't seen it yet, then that's your own fault. Okay, all right. Mike, I saw what the else? Geeks on the Go questions. You are not concerned about spoiling anything. <laughs> Mike, go ahead. Yo, right. You are right, by the way. <laughs> for all those waiting with bated breath for the upcoming Justice League action animated series, good news. Uh, the show will debut in North America in a four-part event called Shazam Slam on December 16th. Following episodes will begin on December 24th. But you spotted dick-eating bastards in the United Kingdom will be able to enjoy Justice League action beginning November 26th, or already having begun, I guess, uh, on Cartoon Network UK. Now, for those scratching their heads and wondering what Shazam Slam is all about, Cap. wonder no longer. Shazam Slam finds Batman battling Black Adam on the Rock of Eternity. Their fight releases a legion of jinn who want to return the Earth to its pre-human volcanic state. The Dark Knight becomes a bat monster, and the Justice League, along with Shazam, have to stop him and the Jinn before the world is destroyed. And he means genie, not bottles of gin, for all you alcoholics. It took me a second. I was still <laughs> stuck on the um, um, eating spotted dick. What was that? It's a dessert. It's, it's in the, a dessert. In, in, in I, the I'm, I'm not cultured ah, like that. Ah, see, there you go. I'm not cultured like that. All right. He's not yeah, an uncultured cat. I'm not a culture cat. He's not, he's not civilized. I'm a dusty cat. That's what I am. He's savage. We'll show you a picture of it later. All right. It's just cake. Oh, okay. Well, thank God. Or for is it? <laughs> Some people look at it as cake. All right. Well, you got that, Mike. Alrighty. Um, finally, what do the Deadpool movie and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two have in common? An actor. Ego, the Living Planet. Uh, they have an agreement. They wouldn't have that in common. But oh, yes. oh, I think I heard about <laughs> this. Yeah. But, 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 but nonetheless, uh, the hoes at home that listened to our review of Deadpool will remember me stating that Negasonic, Negasonic Teenage Warhead should have had the power of precognition, not some weird force power. And that I said it seemed the only reason to include her was for the name so that Deadpool had something to rag on. Well, let's face it. Is MFG ever wrong? No. Uh, Deadpool director Tim Miller and screenwriters Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick revealed that in order to change the power to fit the colorful code name, the creative team had to ask permission from Disney's Marvel studio. Marvel said, sure, but they wanted some quid pro quo on, the pl on a planetary scale. Marvel wanted the rights to Ego, the sentient planet. 
Although Ego's first appearance was in Thor number 132 back in 1966, his origins are linked with the Fantastic Four and therefore are owned by Fox. Turns out Marvel needed Ego for some unknown plans in the upcoming Guardians film. So there you have it. It's a backroom agreement, a history lesson, and a mini spoiler. Isn't it great when, you know, these uh, two companies can work well together? even though they hate the crap out of each other. Well, it's on a smaller level, so I think they felt like, well, I don't lose too much. It's not like I was going to use Ego with the planet. Here, Marvel, take it. And from what I heard, I heard um, Fox didn't really know what they were going to use Ego for. They were like, okay, whatever. Well, it wouldn't matter if they knew or not. <laughs> you know, like, what are they going to say? Oh, if you're going to use it for something, no, then they would well, say, well, you can't change Negasonic you know, warheads. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's just very interesting how, how that went down. I was yeah. like, wow, so they negotiated that? Well, maybe more negotiations can happen. I, I can uh, see the, the how it went down. Just sign here, here, and here. Okay. Okay. All signed. All right. Ha! We got you, man. We're going to turn that shit into the greatest thing you've ever seen. Well, it's just going to be part of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard it's a major plot point in the movie. That's oh, what I heard. I would imagine if you're dealing in space, yeah, I mean, you're going to run into Kurt Eagle. Russell playing Eagle, the, um, yeah, the voice. Yeah. That's that would be really good. But um, it's just one of those things, though, that it's odd that, that everybody's like, oh, wow, great. More, more you know, agreements. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but you're kind of missing the point that. That when we say a lot of times, why in the hell did they change the so-and-so and blah, 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 you understand they had to get permission from Disney and Marvel to do that. Right. So all that, like when you sit there and go, that makes no sense. That's stupid. They shouldn't have changed that. Think about your joy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Marvel probably wanted something and was like, sure, go ahead. Or maybe they just didn't care. But it's interesting. It's not a lot of times when we watch these films and we say, why did they just make that change? It's like that change was approved. Right. So there you go. All right. <laughs> okay. So is that all your quick news? Yep. All right. Ralphie, quick news? Who's Ralphie? That's ja- no. <laughs> Chaz, quick news? Yeah. Um, we got one of the directors from John Wick officially signed on to direct Deadpool 2. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, it came out I just uh, the other day, I think the end of last week, that I forget which one of the um, which one of the directors is officially confirmed to direct Deadpool 2. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he's. I mean, I know it's John Wick, and I still haven't seen John Wick, and I keep hearing. How have you not seen John Wick? (laughs) Which is why you don't know how actually pretty smart of a choice that is. Seriously, I own it. I've owned it since it came out like two years ago. Once again, let's go over the things that I have not seen: The Raid, The Raid Two, all of uh, all of um, the Marvel TV series. All right, we don't we don't have eternity to list everything you haven't seen. But what has he caught? (laughs) Daredevil and the director's cut of Daredevil, (laughs) and owned it and owned it proudly. Suck a toe. All right. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I don't own that. Fantastic Four no. 2015. No, I, think, no. I didn't say, I said, what have you seen? I'm like, yeah. These are the things he's called. Not the good hey, stuff. Hey, it's, it's called reviewing. It's called reviewing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And another thing for any of you uh, Star Wars fans out there, uh, Rogue One tickets go on pre-sale starting tomorrow. Ooh. <sighs> wow. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I just can't hide it. <laughs> I don't want to lose control, but I think I like it. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you guys can say lyrics, but I can't? We didn't sing them. Yeah, yeah we didn't sing them at all. I don't sing them. I just No, work, you don't. I work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Jim. Oh, fuck you too. All right, so let's go into... Wow, did I say that with my baby in the room? Yes, I did. She, she will learn well. All right, so let's go I right into it. feel it's growing. <laughs> we're not here for Star Wars. We're not here for Star Wars. Not yet. Actually, we're... We're, we're, I have my seat reserved on your review. <laughs> All right, so what we're here today is to talk about the new Marvel Studios movie, Doctor Strange. And with the synopsis is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Go right ahead, get a kiddo. All right, Doctor kiddo. Strange is the 14th film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The movie was directed by Scott Derrickson, who co wrote the film along with John Spates and C. Robert Cargill. 
The film is based on the Marvel comic book character of the same name, who's created by anybody, anybody, anybody? Steve, Steve Ditko and Stan Lee. Don't forget Stan the Man, for God's sake. Everybody usually forgets Steve Ditko. So. It's yeah. a given. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Doctor Strange first appeared in Strange Tales number 110 in July of 1963. The comic centers around an arrogant surgeon that loses the skilled use of his hands, then sets out to find alternative methods of healing his damages in the Him- Himalayas there under the teachings of the Ancient One. The film cost $165 million to make and has so far accumulated $587 million worldwide. Doctor Strange has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 90% and a Metacritic score of 72 out of 100. All right, more into summary. If we've learned anything from movies about magic, it's that things don't happen without invoking powerful forces with the proper incantation. So, by the hairy palms of Harry Potter, watch as the palest, baldest woman in creation battles a James Bond villain who stumbled into a set from Inception. By the no-glove, lo- no no-love proclamation of the 2 a.m. booty call, you meet a dickish neurosurgeon with a Tony Stark complex who nearly dies in an amazing car crash, yet somehow only manages to ruin his manicure. <laughs> By the twisted panties of the Vishanti, witness the, uh, the arrogance uh, Stephen Strange humbled as he travels to Kamataj in search of the healing wisdom of the Ancient One. Or perhaps he just needed her free Wi-Fi to check Facebook. <laughs> By the nine numb nipples of Narnia, cringe. <laughs> cringe as the villainous um, Cassilius murders the protector of the Sanctum Sanctorum of New York City, leading Strange to a really cool new home and a cloak with an attitude. By the smoldering anus of Anubis, <laughs> Behold the power of the dark dimension as Hong Kong is torn apart by the power of the dreaded Dormammu. Thousands died as fortune cookies failed to predict the disaster. Oh. Can a failed physician, a chunky librarian, and a black wizard with the ultimate Air Jordan stop the destruction of the world after Tilda Swinton's swan song? By the sagging scrotum of syphilis, they must. <laughs> All right, the movie is starring Benedict Cumberbatch as Stephen Strange and Dormammu, oddly enough. We'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Chidowell um, Edgio Four as Carl Mordo, Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer, Benedict Wong as Wong, Michael Stol- um, Stolbarg as Nicola- Nicodemus West, Benjamin Bratt as Jonathan Pangborn, Mads Mikkelsen as Cassilius, and Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. All right. So there you have it. Please uh, tell me those are real spells, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Try them out and you will find out. Yes. <laughs> All right. Before we go into more... Um, talking about this film, you know what to do. Rob, press the button. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that warning was given to us by Steve Francis of Stush Studios. We'll get to that in a second. That sounds so good. Can you play that again? (laughs) Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. Okay, okay, we're going to do it once. You know he gets paid every time we play it, right? He gets paid and we don't. <laughs> that's the deal you struck with him. I don't know. That's under the table. There's a lot of things under the table. We're not talking about right yes, now. with you two sitting so close and looking at other longingly, I'm sure there's a lot of things under the table. <laughs> Mike, Mike's just jealous. <laughs> just nothing of interest. I'm, right. sharing a mic, I'm sharing a mic with MFG next time, just so you can get the full experience. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the, the, the arrangement I had about sharing mics um, later on. I was telling um, Jazz about that. All right, so. You do not want to know what he proposed. Oh, he, he probably, <laughs> they, they know me. They know what I probably said. All right, so, oh, Dr. Strange. I'll say this guy's going into it. I was excited more than I thought, but I thought at some point I was going to be disappointed. What did you guys like about it? I was pleasantly surprised. But there's a couple of things that I was a little bit, you know, we'll get to that later. But what did you guys like about it? Everything. 
everything yeah, pretty much i mean for me it was a really 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 good movie it 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 was solidly told i mean for me the only slow parts and i say slow in quotes because i didn't find them that slow was when they had to um give exposition uh you know when they had to explain what magic yeah. was in the marvel universe because it never existed before on film um otherwise i really didn't have a problem with a lot of the film i don't know if i was, if it, that I was high on slushy or something but they people had warned me that it got slow. I didn't feel it was that slow. It was that's slower, yeah. But it, it no. moved well. Yeah, like for the exposition, I was like waiting to be like bored. Nope. And I was like, no, this moved very well. What about yeah. you guys? It, for me, it's like how far Marvel Studios has come with their universe because this movie asks you to take a, just a huge leap of faith. Yep. Um, similar to what they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, and mm-hmm. just and like you couldn't just like think. You couldn't, the MCU couldn't have started with Doctor Strange like in phase one or something like that. No. They had to sort of work up to this movie. And it's come such a long way that they're asking the fans to, again, just like, okay, start to believe in more things and yeah. like expand your minds. Like, not mean to like, you know, hype on the marketing and stuff like that when it comes to things like that. But it shows how far they come the fact that they can open up these dimensions um, yeah. and that we accept it as fans. And I thought, I mean, I don't know a lot about the mythos of Doctor Strange, but based on the concept, I only thought there, you can only do so much. And they surprised me with how much they were able to bring to the movie and how oh, much yeah. they were able to introduce. Well, Doctor, well, Doctor Strange is a great book. I've loved Doctor Strange. I've read him all my life. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters, always has been. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of depth to Doctor Strange, especially considering that the way they deal with his dimensions and the dimensions of other beings that are mystical and, and blah, 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 blah. There's, there's a lot to go in, you know. Oh, you're off. Um, I love Doctor Strange. I remember seeing the animated movie that came out a while back and I thought they hit it out of the park with that I one. thought it was really good I know yeah. we know that Cap didn't like it yeah eh. <laughs> so but watching this I was like they did a great job I am glad that they didn't do the whole like at the beginning he's he's nothing and then at the very end he's the Sorcerer Supreme no they, yeah. they left it so where he still has growth yes yeah. you know and that at this point at the very end even though he accomplished some incredible feat he still has a lot that he has to figure out in order to become the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny because um, as, as you all know, or those who listen to the podcast, you know, know, um, I'm not a big Doctor Strange fan. I'm not really um, high on um, a lot of his books. Oh, fuck you. I have an opinion. Just like you do, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, boo you. So, the crowd doesn't like that opinion. Could, could you let me finish? All I'm saying is that the book I never liked, but I can't even lie. I really enjoyed the film. There are things that bothered me, but for the most part, I sat there and I enjoyed it. It, it was digestible. Um, I could listen to. Come, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I don't like any of that stuff. It made me stop. Thank you. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm just saying it made magic a lot more interesting than I thought. And I didn't think Marvel could do it, and Marvel did it. Oh, I I hoped that they would. And I didn't think they would do a bad job. I, they just did it much better than I thought they would. Yeah. Um. It just like I said, they just made it a great story. I mean, and of course, they got a great actor to play the character, so that helped. They got a lot, great actors you know. to play everyone. Yeah, they really in, have. In They've done that, a great yeah. job with all all their their selections. Um, but yeah, it just uh, my biggest fear was from the trailer was seeing the like interception like effects because I thought it was. I'm like, okay, it's just bendy scenery. But then when you see how the scenery is actually. You're, you, they interact with it and whatnot. That made it very special, and you know, it just it really worked. And yeah, you know? the way that they explain why they can do that right. was really good too. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was just all around great. And uh, Tilda Swinton, who just stole every scene that she was oh in, my that, she, o- that she was fantastic. Sequence. Yeah, the opening fight yeah. sequence, and yeah, just any of it. I mean, she was just she was really great. Like she said that she uh, she wanted to play it more understated, you know, and she did, you know, because uh, even though Ancient One in this case is referenced as a woman because it is a woman. She said she wanted to play it with much more of an androgynous feel. So that's the way she took the character. 
I thought she did a great job. She did a fantastic job. I was very, I mean, and and I was one of those that was kind of, you know, um, not too happy of the fact that they once again went with a, a, a white actor, you know, in a role that wasn't white. But, I mean, you go with an Academy Award winning actress. Can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. You lose one for, for the, the Asians, but you gain one for the women. So, yeah, what was really interesting is that um, the director was talking about the the whole problem with the, the ancient one. Because they were saying that, like, they went, the, what started was, okay, if they follow the book, then if they get an old Asian man, then that would have, that would have uh, reckoned the Fu Manchu mythos, you know, which would have been horrible. It's a stereotype. Um, if they went with an old woman, they were afraid of getting the dragon lady stereotype going on. They said that if they went with a young Asian woman, then they were also afraid of that. This is just fueling like fanboy fantasy type thing and had nothing more to do with the story. Um, you know, so that's it, it's a type. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I, I mean, I, I so that. That they just said that uh, they just went completely. They said, well, what if we get a Westerner that's come in, you know, to the role? I mean, because again, it's just one of many ancient ones that there's been. And then we don't have know that, that way. But um, it's according to uh, the movie, they didn't really. Say they, that. They, no, they state that. They briefly yeah. state yeah. it. Yeah. It's, 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 you, right, it's brief. They don't. They don't. They, ling- say they, it, they don't linger on it too much. But yeah. you, you get the H one other. The H one is sort of like a mantle. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why. That's okay. why I mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. but, but, but I do agree, Mike. That definitely yeah. there is it's a tightrope because any which way you would have gone, you could have. Um, you could have um, put a stereotype at the forefront, right? You know, and made us try to normalize it, and yeah. people would have been upset about that. So well, no, I, also, I, but he also said that Wong was not originally in the screenplay because, again, his his main focus in the comic books was just to be a tea serving manservant, you know. Right. But that's when they when they rethought the character, and then they offered it to uh, was it Benjamin it's Wong? Ben, uh, um, ben, ben, he really liked it, you know. I think it's Benedict Wong. Yeah, Benedict. Oh, Benedict Wong. I'm sorry. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I, I once you explain it like that, I mean, I, I can't see no fault in that too much. Yeah, no, I thought, like I said, they, I thought they did a great job with the choices. My issues, not many. Was it me? And I know you said it in your in your um, synopsis, but I'm going to highlight it. This um, version of Stephen Strange, even though he's like Tony Stark, it seems so much like Tony Stark. It was like you're just making a carbon copy. Well, the, the arrogance was different. The arrogance was very similar with the snarky jokes, and, and it was too similar to. Um, um, RDJ's version right. of Iron Man. Here, I think, is the big difference in that. I mean, yeah, he does have that sort of complex, but while uh, Tony Stark, he's, he is that sort of arrogant, at the same time, he is charming. I mean, he ha- he's a bit of a womanizer, and you sort of see it as your turn. Stephen Strange is just a dick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, but, like, in the scene after the accident, when, Rick, when Rachel McAdams comes to the apartment, he completely just lashes out at her. Right. Um, I think that is the big difference in their personalities. Oh, yeah. That he doesn't, he doesn't, he's... Robert Downey Jr. He's a little bit more suave and charming and stuff like that. Still, of course, has his arrogance. But, but also, but also more importantly, is it's really that um, the Iron Man by Robert Downey Jr. is actually being Doctor Strange. Iron Man, if you ever read the original, he's not a jerk. He's just typical, like I've got to get out of here. Da da da. Doctor Strange, even in the original comic, he was an ass. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, this is this is true to form. Iron Man is the one they actually changed. Okay. <laughs> you know? I, see, I can see that. Yeah. But, but once again, if you did that to your movie, then why play it the same? I, I feel like you. I feel like he, they played asshole, but not enough. And I feel like they, they could have done more. Oh, I think if they had made him much more of a dick, then he would have been unlikable. Yeah, but, you know. But I think that's. But I think you need to come from that place. I think you know, um, if you because right now he was he was still likable at the at where you had him now. So where you had him now, he was likable enough where you're like, oh, but he changed. I can see me, me liking him versus like well, I can't see how I'm gonna like him. Yeah, you but know? if you had growth, if, he, if you made him too horrible, then then his change to being likable would be really to then, then you'd be saying well that's like a complete 180 yeah. you know this is just like 
he's an ass, but I mean, the fact that he, you know, at least attempted to save, you know, lives and whatnot, da da da, as his career, even though he did it more to promote himself, it still, he does have a noble side to him. It wasn't like he just was a banker, just right. making money. So, like, you already knew that he was for people in a way. So, and his dickishness was there, so that, like, now when he turns a little bit more concerned about people and the world, it's more believable. At least that's the way I see it. What I saw was, um, even though he had this arrogance and this sort of like selfishness at a point, once he's shown the truth, he's actually open. Where I think that if it was Tony Stark, he wouldn't be as open as um, Stephen Strange was because he'd be more arrogant. He'd be like, I still. I guess, but I just feel like the way they portrayed it in both films is just too similar. It's almost like kind of like the debate you and I talked about. Not the debate, but we were talking about Thundercats. And Silverhawks, right. and then the Tiger Sharks, how they use the same formula. We talk about Star Wars, how they use very similar formulas in their movies, having the droid and the, and the, mm-hmm. and the female, and you know. And I was afraid that it kind of distracted me a little bit, not much because right. I still like the film, but it, it, it felt a lot like whether you could say Stephen Strange being Tony Stark or Tony Stark being Stephen Strange, it felt too similar. In that way. I mean, I don't see the problem only because it's it's a personality and also it's a trait of a doctor, especially a well-renowned doctor. And also, like I said, with his the way he's learned his lesson is different than Tony because Tony still thinks he's always right. That's I true. mean, even no, in, through all the movies, he still yeah. thinks he's right. Whereas Stephen Strange realized, no, there's a bigger world out there, and I have to understand it. I would, I can't wait to see the two of them together. Yeah. I would love to see both of them pull on their bitchiness. At the same time, like like Tony come out and just being Tony and like just seeing Strange slaps back into that. Oh, really? <laughs> it's going to be like that, that, huh? That would be interesting. Yeah. Poof, you're a frog. <laughs> How do you guys feel about Baron Mordo? That's something I'm really, I mean, I do, again, I don't know Mordo like the rest of you at this table do. Um, but what I'm really excited about is, I mean, this villain with Kaecilius and the other villains. I mean, the villains have been super strong with a lot of the MCU. Which they've shown that they want their focuses to be on, on their hero, and I'm yeah. fine it's with that. It's actually a dictator there is that they can't focus that much on the villains because they want to build up the heroes. Which yeah. I'm fine with. I mean, yeah. it, it's been working, and every now and then you get, like, a Loki or a Red Skull or something like that. Uh, but what I'm really excited is because we see, and even just to some point, we sympathize with Mordo's turn. Right. I'm curious in the upcoming movies, will we get sort of maybe the next great or good MCU villain or at least a standout aside from the others because you completely understand why he's going where right. he's going and you, to some point you can even agree with him and see that and you well, got... I don't agree with the murder but yes I can I can agree with his him losing faith <laughs> might not yeah. agree with murder but they weren't children I, I, oh, <laughs> I can see that the the conflict between um, uh, strange and Mordor is going to be very interesting because here's a guy who at in this version of the story is sort of like a brother to, to Steven. Uh, sort of, yeah. So it's going to be hard for him to like... Well, definitely mentor, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. But also, I mean, it's... Uh, no, he's very different than the combo character only because the, the, the combo character is very two-dimensional. He's rooted in jealousy, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's his whole thing. He's like, oh, I should have been the next Sorcerer Supreme. That's his whole motivation. And you see a little you know? bit of that, but I love that it was a hint. I think right. it was when... Um, was it when he said that the cape chose you? Right. And, and, and he said, and he says that to Stephen Strange and and, to, and um and the and the ancient one, and you can see a, a hint of like, the cape didn't choose me, but it was for a second. Yeah, I mean, I suppose so. But like and I, I said, and I, mean, I liked it because yeah. it was like a moment, and then they kind of moved on from there. Right. Well, it's not like the cape is some ultimate weapon or anything like that. I mean, like he he even told Strange before then that like these weapons, um, or these power items have to choose you know you you know that kind of a thing, right. um, but. It'll be interesting to see if there is uh, any hint of him being jealous about um, Strange because the difference that they put him in the movie is that 
Uh, Mordo here was very much by the rules. Everything was very black and white to him, you know, good, evil, et cetera, et cetera. And strange, he can accept the ambiguity. You know, it doesn't mean that he agrees with it, but he can accept it. He can understand that sometimes you have to be more heavy-handed on this side than another. Whereas Mordo was just like, no, it should be this way and that way, and that's it. And, and always. And now that, session, and now, yeah. right, exactly. And now that his faith has been shattered, finding out the Ancient One was dabbling in a little bit more Darn. evilish type things than she should have been, you know, it's, it's just great. And also, I like the fact that they didn't just have it like, you know, where did Mordo go the next day? He's suddenly this guy. It's, they said it was four months later. So it told you he, he sat and thought about this for a long time before deciding what he was going to do next, you know. I could imagine him just sitting in a chair, drinking, sipping some tea, and it's like, should I kill or should I kill? <laughs> I need to flip that coin. Or not to kill. You didn't kill him. Well, we don't know what yeah. happened. I mean, he's probably going to die because he yeah. can't move, but he didn't actually kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> it's still uh, fucked up, though. <laughs> well, one thing I want to bring up now, here's the, here's the point of contention. I can't wait to see where we go because I know I've got the winning hand on this. <laughs> Chronology. Oh, here we go. Dr. Strange, he's going to win this. So go ahead. I've got, well, I've got it all. So, you know, there is the question of when all this takes place. Because, you know, again, we know that it's fanboy service and stuff like that, that they were doing a lot of in Winter Soldier. But, and, and that, you know, the guy, when they have him on the roof, he's like, oh, we've got millions of people we're targeting. But the fact that when you mentioned Tony Stark, uh, David Bruce, Banner. Bruce Banner. Or Bruce Banner. Well, yeah, Bruce, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the That's TV show. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking of the TV show. Uh, Bruce Banner and then Dr. Strange, or Stephen Strange, as he calls him. It's like... This guy was just at the tip of your tongue. He was just a neurosurgeon and an arrogant one too. You know, like right. why was he at the tip of your tongue of people that at Hydra that has to eliminate right away? You right. know, because they're a threat to Hydra. And you know, so it's one of those things where it's the question was, well, when does this movie take place? But it's actually not a lot of mystery too much to it. Um, there still is the question, and they have left it as questionable whether or not. Um, in the car, whether or not that's Rhodey. It's not. That they're oh, talking yeah. about. And it's fine it's, if it's not. But the thing not. is, it's fine if it's not. But the point is, if it is a guy, it, it also would not be um, some henchman that uh, Hammer was using from Iron Man 2. Uh, because of the, and we know that, why? Well, the establishing shot of Doctor Strange is a mint condition, fully functional Avengers Tower, not Stark Towers. Yeah. Which means it has to be after uh, right. Winter Soldier, because in Winter Soldier it was still demolished um, and still looking bad from the the Avengers movie. Yeah. So this has occurred way after. And then, if simply if nothing nothing else, he's got plaques and awards on his wall from 2016. So there it's now. It is after everything. It's after the last movie that just came out. Hmm. So that, it makes it very interesting of where this this plots into. Ah, okay. And it's funny because I remember Mike had mentioned something about um, chronology, and I was so, trying to listen in for different hints and and, and like. Like when he's asking in the car different patients that he could possibly work on. Right. I was trying to, but they were saying them so fast, I couldn't, you know. Well, it was only two of importance. The second one, which is not her origin at all, but the second one um, that. Somebody got struck by one, lightning or something. The woman that got yeah. struck by lightning has a computer chip on her head. Yep. That's believed to be the hint of what they're going to do with Ms. Marvel. Um, but that's not her origin by any means. So okay. it's, I, I couldn't know that. But interesting enough, though, uh, real fast to link back to Winter Soldier, they actually kind of drop a couple of other. Lesser known people, and I can't think. Of, I can't think of the one guy's name now. Um, but when the um, when that guy was it, Sidwell was it? Jasper Sidwell. Yeah. yeah. When he's on the roof, he just said when he's talking about people like you know the valedictorian in Iowa, and I, and I can't remember the guy. Oh, the guy in Iowa, actually, yeah, that would be Nomad, not Nomad. Captain America. Yeah, Nomad's yeah. the only Marvel hero from Iowa. Oddly wow. enough, you know, I mean, so I mean, it doesn't have to be him, but it's just the only one. But then they also mentioned that there's a man in Cairo. The moment you mention Egypt in Marvel. 
that's that's Moon Knight. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> you know. So it's like little interesting things there to see if those will plot out. I was trying to, but I was so busy trying to lock on to Doctor Strange because I was yeah. wait, I was waiting to be thrown off by something that um, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get back to that later. I'll, I'll watch it again and, and figure it out. So yeah. something that is sort of piggybacking off of that is one of my issues with the movie is how they manage uh, like maybe timeline and stuff like that and time itself, not like the power of the Eye of Akimoto, but actual time because we don't know because it's difficult to figure out exactly. I mean, you you. Well, of, we know when the movie began. We don't know when the movie ends. But as far as time passes, because when he's about to training and Angel One asks how long how long did it take you to become a doctor, he says study and practice years of it. I mean, this is something you can't learn overnight. And yes, right. we learn that he can learn very fast because he mentions photographic memory. And actually, that one shot of him sleeping while his astral form is studying, I love. Oh, that was a great. That, they that was put absolutely that great. In there just well, to help justify a little bit, and like because we know that in the beginning, when um, Lashif steals the uh, uh, page from the library, right. and you know that as soon as he decodes it, he will unlock the powers to to like for the dark dimension. Next time we see um, Caecilius, he's got it decoded. So my issue is that like how much time. It, Roughly, well, has well again, like I said, we don't like, know. Like, we know when the movie started. We have no idea when the movie ended. Um, like you know, because, like you said, it's the, the great scene with the astro scene is beyond the fact that it's just it's a great scene and it just shows that you know he's reading and that's how he's studying so much faster. It also also shows you his dedication. True. Um, you know, it, it gives you a hint at how dedicated he is at at not only learning but at at, at acquiring this knowledge. And um, they, they do mention that he is a natural. Like yeah. It, it, yeah, but like I would have liked Yeah, but again, we don't know what that means either. I mean, those those are kind of vague terms, yeah, you know. But I would have just liked it if they said you've been studying for like X amount of time. Well, I think just, they didn't we want just to I I mean, I can No, I agree with I, you. I, I would I want I want a time period myself, I but I can understand I, you know. the problems if they did that. Right. But I think the way they handled time, they it, it could have been handled a little bit better. Yeah. It's like adding a kid to a superhero team. Right. And we're also with Marvel, I mean, again, as much as they, again, they're not perfect, and they never claim to be. They they throw in things sometimes, and I, I don't think that sometimes they remember. Like for instance, I could easily hear the director going, "Oh no, it's it's current time now." You know, with Doctor Strange having learned, but it's like, okay, then you're telling me he learned this all in a couple of months because again, he has plaques and awards on his walls from 2016. Right. So like, you know, was that an accident? Um, you know, it, you can't. You know, are you going to say it's been four years? I'm just picking four as a number. Four years. Well, then that means it's 2020, and now the Ragnarok's going to start, right. <laughs> because you know we we have that you know hint. That, that the Thor Ragnarok is going to involve Strange in some kind of way, you know? So, yeah, it is a question of, like, how long has this been? And, and I agree with you. I would like to have heard a time period, but that's me. I'm also very numerical. I would love to have heard a time so I can go, like, okay, this well, is what Well, it helps you place it into the rest of the yeah. MCU. So, oh, yeah. you know, it makes sense. I hear that. You know, I, I think they left it like this to have people just talking about it. Like oh, us now. <laughs> clearly, and it's working. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you guys feel about the way magic was portrayed as a whole? Was there anything that was hokey? Anything that you were like, okay, oh, wish they'd have done this better? Because I didn't realize the sling ring was not part of. Um, no, that, that's yeah. something new. Yeah, I kind of like that. I liked it because it. Well, what it is is they were smart. They did a lot of things to limit it. Instead of people just going, why doesn't he just wave his hand and fix everything? You know, they're like, oh, because it's magic. It's not bewitched. <laughs> you know, and like something the way like they that. They said that you know to, um, that certain objects wield magic because magic is so powerful. I like that. Right. Well, I that like they that empower idea. it with magic yeah, so because I it's just it. powerful. Yeah. No, that was a, it's a great idea. Um, because again, in the in the regular universe, and even how we perceive magic, you know, here, you know, for those that believe in it, it's just that that object is magical, you know. Like whereas they're right. saying, no, we we've, we've gone out of our way to make it magical, and now it has kind of a, a pseudo sentience of its own by this point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing I didn't like, you already know what I'm gonna say. Well, what is it? 
I love. I liked it. I didn't like the cape because I felt like the cape was it me or it felt like Aladdin's freaking um, carpet. Carpet. <laughs> it felt like that. I was like those parts where I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Okay, we're we're doing it too much, guys. Well, I mean, when he kept pulling at it, it, it was a little hokey error, but I still enjoyed it. It didn't bother me at all. Um, it's definitely not something the cape normally does. I mean, it does right. have a certain. It does kind of have a relationship with Steven, as in like it. It'll try and pull him out of trouble sometimes, but not right. like that. You know? Yeah, I, I just felt like it was, that felt very Disney. Yeah, no, and, yeah, definitely. And, and I was like, okay, and I, and I, I was a little turned, not turned off all that much, but enough where I was like, I thought we were gonna say you're gonna be turned on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this oh, is what the I need. cape, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, guys, guys, my wife and my kid are in the room. Oh, they're not listening. We're not paying attention. <laughs> and they, they, and they know about your your cape fetish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this: that that that's one of the things I was just kind of like, oh, you didn't have to go there. Between that and I mean, we'll get to the humor later, but just the idea of that was the only thing about the magic that seemed hokey. Everything else works very well. Yeah. Fun fact: Uh-oh. in the original story of Aladdin, it wasn't a carpet; it was actually a genie that was in his ring. Really? Yeah. The more you know. Wait, the genie in the ring made him fly? No, the genie. There was no flying carpet. Disney changed it so that they didn't have two genies. Because, oh, okay. Because the first genie in the ring is the one that actually saves him from. The no, cave. No, oh, it's wow. because he lost it with the he like he mixed it up with the ring that has his reverse flash costume on the inside. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is the ring we should all have. <laughs> so, speaking of the magic of uh, Doctor Strange, I thought it was really well portrayed in how they show that it's not something where you just say a spell and wave your hand. It's yeah. actually you have to focus and I study, that, yeah. and you have to do certain gestures in order to produce the amount of. Uh, yeah. Effort that you want, or the will on onto the world. Yeah, it took me a little bit to get adjusted to the visual of it. Um, and I mean, it, when I say a while, but it just like you know maybe a first few minutes, only because I'm used to the comic book where magic is much more, I would, for lack of a better term, like a softer energy. Like in other words, it would look more like light as opposed to hard. Like, like, like neon, lasers, like right or neon tubes or something like that. That took me a little bit, but then I was like, oh, I'm good with it, you know. Because again, they had to give it some form of limitation, and it was just really wonderful. Even those weapons were like, yeah. even they made um, the ones where they made them like harpoons. Yeah. And talk, that was really cool. Well, what did we think about the bad guys' weapons, though? I felt they they lacked a little bit because they were just glass. were they invisible They're or like, glass? I mean, what were they? You it's, know? it's um what they were doing is because in the comics and even in if you remember the the animated movie, they can create weapons out of out of um, magic, out right? Of thin air. They would turn the air and make it uh, solid. Oh, is that, so that's what so they were So that's what they were doing. There. They were okay. turning the air solid into this sort okay. of weapon. And because it's air, it's see-through. All you would see is right. like, like the refraction of the light going through I think it. that they could have spent just a moment explaining like, you know, that. Because I well, was just like, what is that supposed to be? They, they sort of mentioned it where when, um, when Mordor is training um, Steven. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, you can either use a magical uh, talisman or forge your own weapon. Yeah, but when he said that, I mean, think about it. They've... Forge their own weapons, sort of out of the that gold energy that we've seen. Well, that that's a, that right. was also a, a, a different weapon, right? But what it I'm was saying, a fire lasso or something like no, that. No, no, no. I'm saying when they make magics with their hands, yeah, they forge weaponry themselves out of that gold energy that we see, mm-hmm. so that it didn't still explain what the bad guy's energy was because it was different. And I, I got it was, it was different because they're bad. Diff- it was just a different right. Weapon. But I'm saying, but they didn't explain that. Like, I'm, I'm like, are, are their weapons just invisible? Or, you know, that's yeah. why I didn't understand what was going on with that. That's, yeah. I mean, that's like a small thing. I just felt that they could have gone over. Right. Speaking of visuals, that psychedelic scene when he's opening his mind, when, mm-hmm. when the, the ancient one is opening his mind. Come on, who straight dicko that whole spot? Oh yeah, page. no, it was beautiful. Well, I mean, a lot of I was it, like, wow. Well, a lot of it was taken out of it, especially any of those, um, those orb like 
like they almost look like like spores. Those worlds when they're mm-hmm. traveling through and strung together, that it's literally taken right out of the comic book. Like that's, that's know, what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous it's absolutely still beautiful. Alive, right? Um, died. Yeah. No, he. I say he died, didn't he? When? I'm bad. Well, you know me. I kill everybody. So <laughs> you, know, you know how you thought Fidel Castro was dead for a while. You actually mixed up the two. <laughs> Steve did go with Fidel Castro. I can see them how they get mixed up. <laughs> well, it, it, it was his other job. Alleged dictator versus um, <laughs> side business. Yeah, no, he, no, he's still alive. He's 89 years old. Wow, I so, killed. I killed off Steve Ditko. Yeah. My bad. I'm sure that if he saw this, he'd probably like shed a tear just out of happiness. I can't see anything with my cataracts. <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches should have made this 10 years ago. Let me ask you guys about tone for a second. Um, how did you feel about the tone? Because this had... tone? <laughs> no, this tone. Oh, this tone? Oh, stop. And me, boss? And me, boss. Oh, boy. And me, boss. <laughs> All right. about the tone? Did you guys feel like there were times where the comedy wasn't needed? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, but I also feel that with most movies in general, Marvel hit or miss. But most movies in general, I usually I'm like, yeah, like I felt like it moved joke. pretty well, and then there was t- some t- some lines that Tilda Swinton had um, said, and it was great. And there was other times I was like, she wouldn't have really went there. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it was funny when um, she drops him off at the top of the mountain, and then Mortar's like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the sound is fine, but yeah, it's it's with any of them. I mean, you know, they try and keep it a little bit lighter or whatever. But I mean, again, Marvel at least has known not to go overboard, which I'm very pleased with. Yeah. Know? So yeah, I, so I didn't mind the tone of it. It's really funny though, um, off the tone uh, thing for a second. But when you realize that Marvel, I mean, they've just done so well. And yes. and, uh, and and yeah, I'm going to stick it to you, DC movie people. That look, if I didn't like the DC movies, but they were great, I'd admit it. I would just be like, I don't like them, but they're well done. You guys just have to admit it. I, you want to like them? They're shitty ass movies that they've produced. True. And but when you realize that Marvel has given us our current world, like you know Earth. Um, and stuff going on. I mean, when I say Earth, I mean just like on Earth, regular superhero stuff. Earthbound heroes. They've given us, yeah, they've given us, not just Earthbound, but like, you know, just more physical, plain Earthbound yeah. heroes. They've given us outer space heroes. They've given us the microverse, and now they've given us the multi-dimensions of magic. They've done all that and been successful with all of them, and DC can't get three heroes right yet on <laughs> they're, Earth. They're top three. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, it's just, it's kind of embarrassing, guys. It's like, you know, they've managed to give us four and, and challenging areas. Like areas that, like especially the magic, the space one. No one thought True. Guardians was going to be any good. Ant-Man, we all laughed when we heard they were making Ant-Man movie, you know. And yet, surprised with each one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny, because shout out to Ivan on that on that whole remark. Shout out to a couple of people. Ooh, that, little little Spider-Man? Little, <laughs> little Spider-Man. Wow. <laughs> he, he's a friend of ours, Jazz. He's about four foot three. He's a real nice guy, though. Four foot Tom three. Cruise? Really? <laughs> I always like he comes by with a pot of gold. Hardy, hardy, hardy. But it's a lot of guys who defend those DC movies tough. And meanwhile, it's like, well, look, they, they just don't do it right. I mean, an example, last night... I was putting the baby to bed, and we. Um, I was watching Marvel. I'm sorry, Marvel. Um, Batman v Superman. My wife walks in after she gives me a kiss, you know, saying hello. She turns around, sees the TV, and she goes, "Why?" <laughs> I go, "I'm trying to like it." And she goes, "Why are you trying to like it?" <laughs> well, in other words, I was trying to see, like, like just give it a second wash, a watch, and it wash. Just, it, I, needs a wash. it needs it a needs wash. It needs a wash. Yeah. <laughs> but but all in all, I mean, I, I I can see totally. What Mike says I'm totally on board with that idea of you know Marvel really got it right. You you want to hear something funny? Um, uh, that's something funny. <laughs> that's an A, by the way. <laughs> so the other day, my mom wants me to put a movie for her on TV, right? So she's a big Eddie Murphy fan, right? But there's no Eddie Murphy movie on. So I'm looking. Thank God. <laughs> so I'm looking. Where through, are you going with this? I'm looking through <laughs> On Demand and I see Ant Man, and I'm like, "Oh, it's a funny movie. She might like it." So I start playing it, 
tell me how I hear her, like laughing for like the whole thing. Your mom? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. She loved it. Yeah. It's a great well, I tell everyone, um, people have asked me, like, you know, oh, so and so, you know, I wanted to show them some superhero movie. Which one? I'm like, Ant Man, just start them there. It's not in order, but it's just a it's a safe movie because it's funny, but yet you still get a superhero flair going on and it's just it's just a delightful movie to watch. Okay. You know? But um I wanted to pop in two oh, Easter eggs. Well, two Easter eggs. Um all right, so we know we have, you know, as much as we all have watched Netflix stuff, um, you know, Claire Temple is not the night nurse. As much as they may even reference a couple of times, Christine Palmer, the woman with Doctor Strange, is the actual night nurse, Richard even McAdams. though they haven't called her that, um, that yet. That is who Christine Palmer is. She's one of the night nurses. I think she was the last one. She has a power? Uh, no, she's just a night nurse. Like, she's yeah, she just can, the one yeah, that helps can, the superhero. She can put okay. up with Benedict Cumberbatch. That's... <laughs> exactly. Um, the Book of Cagliostro, um, which teaches... The studies of the Book of Sins. It's an, the Book of Sins is the, um, another name for the Darkhold, which is in the Agents of Shield series right mm-hmm. now. So that's kind of cool. Um, the guy that was uh, protecting and then murdered uh, at the Sanctum Sanctorum in uh, New York City, mm-hmm. his name was uh, Daniel Drum. Uh, so that he's brother the brother drum. of Jericho Drum, which is the brother Voodoo. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if he pops in. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and by the way, remember when uh, Doctor Strange lifts up what looks like an urn or something like that, and Cassilis is like, he backs away. Yeah. And then he's like, he goes, you don't know how to use you know, it. Yeah. It's a, it's an odd object, but it's the evil eye. It's just from, it's one of those Marvel comics evil eye things. Oh, okay. Um, what was it? The, uh, the Wanda tomb, which was wonderful. They actually created, they, they did such a good, that's the, one, uh, that's the weapon that um, Wong had at the end. That looks like a little round head with horns on it. Yep. That one, I mean, I recognize it immediately because I'm like, that looks exactly like the Wanda tomb, which was just, it's just one of those wonderful magical items. But um, there was, uh, one of the masters, was the female master, uh, she was Tina Minoru, Mm -hmm. which is the mother of Nico Minoru from The Runaways, who has the staff of one, Uh, which I know for you guys will mean nothing to you, but it's a comic book character. Um, I thought that was just really good. And also another good thing was uh, Cassilius and his men at the end, when they kind of turned to these ashen creatures and their eyes got weird. Yeah, they're the mindless ones. Yep. They're the mindless oh, ones. Yeah, I mean, because okay. that's what Dormammu he controls them. Right, you know, right. so it was just one of those interesting things. I was like, that was really, really cool. And um, did you notice Mordor's weapon, the staff of the Living Tribunal? Yeah, and which was weird because he doesn't have a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> like they just called it that. But they just wanted to introduce the Living Tribunal. Yeah, because the Living Tribunal is a, is another cosmic character, which will be interesting to see if that comes up. Because the thing is, it it's might something play out that in Guardians of the Galaxy. It could be in Guardians of the Galaxy or just in another future Doctor Strange, because they both. Both of those kind of space people and, and magic people will kind of meet him at some point, usually. And, and uh, the old guy without the hands, he's actually supposed to be Wong's father. Yeah. Oh, That's interesting. Really cool. Okay. And obviously, of course, something that not, it's not even a guess. I mean, it was blatantly you know, told that the, the stone in the eye of Agamotto is an that's infinity time, stone. So we yeah. now know that's the time stone. You know? yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where that's going to go. Yes. You know? How do we feel about the, the time? Like, did you feel it was a cop out or did we think that it was a really good, like, we turn back time and everything's fine? It felt like super, it felt like the first Superman. Did it? Did it, so did, it but did it feel more of a cop out to you? I, I, I kind of felt like he it. didn't fly around the but, earth. See, I know the, see, I know the time stone exists, so right. I know that that's an actual power. It's not something that they used, like a Franklin Richards, where it's like right. hit you and let's just fix everything we broke. Right. It did feel like a cop out, but I was fine. Yeah. At first, at the very first when they were doing it, I mean, not the first time we saw it happen. I mean, at, but like at the end when it's it's really needed, I'm like, uh, then I was like, no, no. It also, especially, I like the fact that as time is reversing itself, they're still interacting with it 
differently. Like and when, and it, I thought when that he gets was very sealed unique. in the building as a yeah. building, that was so that was great. cool. Yeah, because yeah. I mean that that gave it relevance instead of like you just reversed the film. Like it didn't feel like that because it's like no shit's happening now. You know, so I really like something this. that I am concerned about. I don't think it was much of a cop out because I guess just for me the way how it was used. Why can't he just do that to Thanos? Well, uh, well we don't know because I, Infinity Wars you like. Why don't you just pull? The, I mean, we grant yes, we've shown that people are strong enough to break the time loop because you right. see that um, Lashif does that. I'm just going to keep calling him that uh, <laughs> with all the dudes. So you, you know, people are strong enough to break it, but he thwarted Dormammu with it. Why don't you just do the same thing with? Thanos? Yeah, but don't remember he didn't just thwart the movie. He, he didn't just, just like for created a time. Right, he didn't turn I know, back. I know, but like right, he, but wait, he sort of outsmarted yeah, him in a sense. Yeah, but I mean, but think about it. Like if he did that, then he, he stuck, and, and everybody yeah. would be like. In other words, if all the heroes were together, he would kind of stuck. Everybody would be stuck in this time loop, you know. So there's a danger to. Plus, also, like they keep saying, like you don't want to keep screwing with time because you're going to keep creating these paradoxes or, yeah. or danger of it. But that with with Dormammu, that was clever as hell. I mean, again, trippy, wonderful. Because at first I'm like, where are they going to go? And, and the first couple of times I'm like, okay, it's a nice resolution. But as it went on with the repeating time loop, I'm like, this was smart as hell, mm-hmm. you know. And so the thing with why Dormammu looks like Doctor Strange. Is because in, in it's this because better to come out the motion capture for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> there is that. <laughs> There's that. But they what they wanted to say is that Dormammu is a faceless entity and he just looks like whoever's around. Right. In other words, it was basically saying that he's like, a reflection it's like his, it's of your reflection, dark side. Right. The reflection of the dark side. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. yeah. well, but uh, but also but that's but that's actually why because it was um, Cumberbatch himself that suggested doing the uh, doing the uh, motion capture in the voice. Or part of the voice, because he's one of the voices. They actually blend voices together. But he wanted that because he wanted to feel like he was dealing with an evil side of himself. Yeah. I thought that was pretty smart. Uh, that was cool. Um, all right, so before anything we want to say before we go into renaming the movie and ratings? Uh, I mean, this doesn't have to do with the movie, but I kind of I asked the two of you earlier, but this is the sort of last major comic book movie that's come out this year out of the six. So how would you rank them? Oh, um, or does that? Once, or, sorry, or does that come later? No, um, but um, I forget again. You have to tell me again what they sorry, were. I know in, we went in, through this. In the, or, in the order we got them to this year, we had Deadpool, then we had uh, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, right. and then we had uh, Civil War, X Men: Apocalypse, Suicide Squad, and Doctor Strange. All right, so I, I know I mentioned for me it's Civil War, um, and then it's oh, shit. I keep forgetting which. I, I would say Doctor Strange, Deadpool. Um, you said it's six of them, right? What? Am, you're missing a BVS, Suicide Squad, and X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, uh, X-Men, I said that. Oh, X-Men and BVS, Suicide Squad, I think. it's it's a, Those last three are tough. They're almost interchangeable. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the same top three with Mike, and then my, my, my last three change. Obviously, BVS is the last. Um, X-Men is second to last, and... Um, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Suicide Squad would be would be fourth. Wow, wow, you you put it up there. Yeah, wow. it was much more entertaining. Yeah. So I'm gonna be original. I'm gonna say Deadpool. Yeah, because that <laughs> shit was awesome. Uh, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Batman v Superman. No wait, what was the other one? Apocalypse, Batman v Superman, and Suicide. All right, so I'll say Apocalypse, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad. Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, let's go what into it. there? I've got a... Oh, su- at the bottom, i got Suicide Squad. At five, I've got X-Men Apocalypse. Four, I have uh, Batman vs. Superman. Three, Doctor Strange. Two, Deadpool. And number one is... Do you Captain put Marcus. BVS that high? Yes. Oh, you are high. <laughs> well, look at the shirt that he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah, if I know people who like Superman, but hate the movie. That's another story. All right, let's get into it. Renaming the movie. If you had a chance to rename the movie, what would it be? I would rename it. Doctor Strange, a whole new world. Yeah, that was. I'm, I went there. <laughs> yeah, I went there. Ralph, he didn't, he didn't show his nipples, did he? Oh. <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange, um, don't I have a bargain for you? 
goodness. <laughs> Mike? Um, I call it the Doctor's Inception at the Fountain of Stranger Things and a Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Jazz. Uh, I kind of I don't want to swear in front of your spawn, but I'm just, <laughs> spawn? just going off the uh, the um, opening logo sequence, Doctor Strange, subtitle, fuck you, we're Marvel. We <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Exactly. All right, let's go into it. Ratings for Doctor Strange. Ralph? I give it eight endless time loops out of ten. Ah, Ooh. that's funny, because I gave it also... Eight repeating Doctor Strange's in time out of ten. Jazz? Can you come back to me? All right, sure. (laughs) I give it nine, forget everything you think you know, out of ten. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. And last but not least, the guy I want to come back to. Eight, couldn't come up with a witty tagline out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's the honesty that matters. Yeah, exactly. That's what counts, too. All right, so there you go. Uh, by it. the way, I just want to bring oh. this up because, you know, it's been a while, so I just wanted to, 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 to bring out that old chestnut one more time there to Kev. Yeah, I gave it a nine. I was the only one. I'm not a hater. Get over yourself. <laughs> he cut me off now for that? You could have waited for after the break for that? Now back to Hipster's Time Cornfield. <laughs> oh, I, we won't say Jen's Thank you for naming both of the victims that I'm coming after for, for most guests on this podcast. <laughs> Look at Jazz already letting it be known. <laughs> I am coming for you. It may take whoa, a while, though. Oh, you're coming for him? All right. Challenge. All right. There you have it. Marvel's Doctor Strange. It's not strange that Marvel got it right again. Don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right. It's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed. Like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak. So download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. Now one more jazz. Oh, finally, we can hear actually what he said, right? Pascal <laughs> Podcast. What the frick did he mutter? What did he mutter? That's the whole point. He's just a dirty mutter. <laughs> He's a dirty motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Wow, I kept it clean. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Oh, was man. he shaft? Oh, man. all right, all right. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. We rarely make it under a minute. We have three people now. I guess we can try. Are we? F- oh, yes, right. Yeah, I'm giving out the questions. He, just like us, he doesn't count himself. Yeah. I don't count myself. I'm giving out the questions. <laughs> Shut up. Ready, set, go. Who do you think is more despicable? Green Goblin after killing Gwen? Negan after killing Abraham and Glenn? Kylo Ren after killing Han Solo. Mike. Well, that was a whole minute right there. Um, Osborne got twisted from a drug. Kylo Ren is a whiny bitch. But Negan, he defends women's rights. So according to Republicans, he's despicable. (laughs) (laughs) Ralph? Hmm. Let's see. Killing someone else's girl, killing two people you don't even know, or killing your own father. I wonder. Jazz. It would have gone to uh, Negan. However, he didn't find out that Glenn's mother is named Martha, so it has to go. <laughs> <laughs> However, it has to, so, but um, because of my heart, it has to go to Kyler and killing Han Solo. Well done. Which horrible, your heart will go on. Which horrible, <laughs> stop. Which horrible movie? Plot, 
Guys, really? <laughs> Which horrible movie property would have been has the most potential to bounce back if another movie was made? Ghost Rider, Green Lantern, or Punisher? Jazz? Green Lantern. All right. Ralph? Probably Punisher. Probably? Probably. Time's up, but we're going to keep going. Mike? Uh, Green Lantern does have an- another movie in the making, so Punisher would have the easiest comeback with Thomas Jane, damn it. Yes, yes. Especially <laughs> if you've seen that short that he did. Yeah. Fantastic. Give me one word that describes what makes Darth, Darth Vader so menacing. Ralph. I got two words. The mask. Okay. <laughs> you can't see his face, so that's the whole thing. He could be like, you know, sticking his tongue at you the whole time or, or just making silly faces, but it just seems so serious. <laughs> Jazz? Doesn't need a word. He has the best theme music of all time. <laughs> true. Very true. Dum, dum, Mike? Dum, one word that makes him menacing? Dum, dum, Asthma. Sorry, you're, you're confusing him with General Grievous. From <laughs> Not General Grievous. No, that's emphysema. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, he was smoking for a while. <laughs> we, we, are, we are currently developing the healthcare plan for that. <laughs> it's going through some few minor changes. I have, I have, I have a serious skin condition. <laughs> Do you talk to your boo in that voice? Who's your daddy? <laughs> I'm so asking her when I see her. All right. Who's your daddy? <laughs> So speaking of speaking of loving, you know they have it out already, but without researching it, what would be the name of the Deadpool porn slash spoof movie, Ralph? Uh, I don't know. Fuckpool? So creative. <laughs> All right. Mike? Deadpool. <laughs> it's not a very good porn. <laughs> um, just like the movie? <laughs> exactly. And jazz. They've already told us. I never say this, but don't swallow. <laughs> All right, well done. All right, all right. Shout outs. Anybody got any shout outs? Yes, I'm shouting out to uh, Johannes. Thank you very much for the birthday drawing. I really appreciate it. That was fantastic. Yes. Hope everything's going fine. And to everybody else that gave me the warm birthday wishes. You know who you are. None of you people here. <laughs> I, I texted you. I totally. Yeah, agree. whatever. <laughs> I would also like to. 26, uh, by the way. Thank Johannes <laughs> for the nice birthday drawing, which it was hilarious because he's like, um, wishing Mike a happy birthday and, he, and then he's like wait when was Ralph's birthday and then Mike's like oh on the 12th and he's like oh my god I don't even know and then I respond I was like it's okay I don't even have it on Facebook so no one even knew and now you know why I should be on Facebook <laughs> that's right um, any other shout outs shout- oh, uh, I'm sorry sorry no, go no shout out to the loving family uh, yeah I don't know who you are either <laughs> none, none of you are listening uh, but shout out to uh, Mr. Pearson out there hopefully you're still listening uh, to Anwar we don't see him anymore, Onward, so hopefully yeah, he's no. listening into yeah, us hope there. So, yeah. And uh, Mr. Jamal, holy hell, man, we haven't seen you in ages, but I did um, get a text from the guy. He's evidently making his billions, doing whatnot and everything. So good luck with everything you're doing. Keep listening, and we've got to see you soon and get you on here soon. All right, Jazz. Uh, yeah, shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for having me back on here. Really, kiss ass. Anybody yeah. besides Kev is great. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't fucking talk about me like that. Not while I'm in the house. Kev, Kev, um, the cap doesn't speak for me. All right, you know us Dominicans got to stay together. You Dominicans <laughs> fight like cats and no, dogs. I, lo- I love Kev. I love making Kev jealous too. <laughs> they fight like cats and dogs, and they eat them both. <laughs> <laughs> You're confusing us with some other people. Ah, something like that. We only fight when we're playing dominoes, but after that, we're drinking beers. <laughs> in the back of the store when you should be servicing people <laughs> he is servicing people just not in the way you think <laughs> Th- that's why he needs I mean, it's in the back of the store for a reason. <laughs> that's, why, that's why he needs the beer first <laughs> no that's the tequila the tequila's for that oh goodness alright well I'd like to give a couple of shout outs but the main shout out I want to give obviously for uh, Mike happy birthday Mike but, Woo! yeah but I already gave you 26. your love 26 
26 <laughs> plus what? Get out of here, bro. Immortality. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that sounds close to the truth, definitely. Um, shout out to um, Bosch and Cheyenne for um, the comeback of Four Life Podcast. Bosh! Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, Bosch and them just came back. I believe it was November 24th. <laughs> Absolutely. And by, by the way, guys, and this is to Bosch and Cheyenne, don't try to steal Gigi again. <laughs> on the podcast within like um, 15 minutes they're talking about having somebody do the intro and they go well we can get Gigi and luckily Bosch shoots that down and goes no 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 she's already doing it for 22 yeah. so they were gonna get Abby yeah you don't have to steal Gigi I mean a nickel I'll, you can have her <laughs> damn yeah, she's, dude she's sitting right behind you dude but I don't think she has a knife <laughs> you don't think uh, <laughs> I was wrong awesome. <laughs> and I, um, actually uh, shout out to Abel my cousin so we go to Thanksgiving and he surprises me because he was listening to the podcast maybe about two years ago and I hadn't heard from him since and he goes you know I'm a little I'm only two episodes behind but I'm still listening I'm like are you serious? And he like starts rambling off things that we've done. I'm like, oh wow, he is listening. So, oh, thanks, Abel, for being willing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll say one thing. He goes, you know, your best guess, fuck Kevin, and all that is your baby. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, don't tell Mike that. <laughs> all of a sudden, that baby disappears. Where is she, Mike? <laughs> ah, things happen to kids. Wow, that just sounds horrible. <laughs> he says with a creepy face. <laughs> Too. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> that kind of scares me because I'm the darkest one in this house and everybody leaves. You know that, right? <laughs> she needs practice. <laughs> Damn it, that baby being the same color as her. <laughs> All right, so well, she knows she knows how to do it without leaving a mark anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a nice little segue, and I'm glad we left our mark to the end of the show. Blink twice if you want me to put you out of your misery. <laughs> <laughs> so for MMG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, we're off the tech, and our guest, our guest host. Jazz, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And wow, TV shows are going on. Are we ever going to review Hold them? on there. Everybody better be watching. Starting Monday, the 28th, oh. four-part crossover. Yes. Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Better be there. Sounds like you... If you don't watch, I will come after you. Just stop the show. Mike, no, don't... Not, not back to the basement! No! <laughs> <laughs>